Hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's weekly, that's geeky, that's geekly. It's great. Love pop culture recaps. Once again, it's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I'm joined by my plush loving co hosts. Would you like to tell the people <laughs> who it is that you are? Hey y'all, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowclair on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, and you know Dom, if they if if uh, like Sam and Bucky become like a big ship, that means that yet another pair that we have cosplayed is a shippy pair. Oh yeah, that's that's true. How about that? I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and who, who are you? I'm, uh, I'm who me? <laughs> yes, you. Yes, you. Could it I'm be? your I'm your special then guest. Who? I'm your special guest, Eric. I'm still here in this rotating chair as a guest. <laughs> that makes this a very special episode. Then how apt. For a reason yes. that you don't know, because you don't watch WandaVision. That was the name of this week's episode. <laughs> ah. Welcome to the discourse. Uh, get in, losers. We're going discoursing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is another episode of Geekly Reveal. We're already, you know, feeling the good times and spirits today. Got my... I named my car the Discourser. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's my oh, horse. Okay. It's a yeah. horse on whom it's a di- on whom I place my disc. My <laughs> disc. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're in shambles already. Uh, how are you two doing I today? I 100% sober and have no excuse. <laughs> Same. I've only started to sip this whiskey in the point like it has only like maybe got a little bit of taste on my tongue, so there's no excuse drunk wise for this to be happening. But let's see if we can't make a reason. <laughs> are you, it's uh... really fucking cold. How's that for a reason? Oh, I mean, it's been cold, homie. At least no, me. dude. It, I mean, it got it got like super cold here to the point where like our you know, like, uh, leasing company was like, hey, don't let the pipes freeze. <laughs> hey, you can, pr- you can, like, stop that from happening, right? It's like, I, I mean, sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah, let it drip. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, we oh. just got, uh, none of the snow from the last snowstorm had melted here, and it snowed again, like, probably another two feet today, so they're just, like, big hills. Dang. Along the... <laughs> Like along the sidewalk, like where where people have shoveled. I mean, that it's, sounds uh, cool, though. It was really. It was actually last snowstorm was not very picturesque. This one was very picturesque. Like it just kind of settled on the trees in a very pretty way. Like I'm down See, with it. The snow we got here was then immediately followed by two days of rain and then below freezing. So it just became everything just is ice. Dark <laughs> sheets of ice. Yeah. Everything is icy. <laughs> oh. I'm, you know, this is a good time to ask. Actually, we've missed it for the past few weeks, and I blame you two, and also myself, honestly. As a trio, we have dropped the ball. Um, speaking food. of the big game, yeah, we haven't talked about food like in like a month, and I, I feel like yeah. the listeners are hungry for it, you know? Uh, I watched a video today of a lady making mac and cheese using Flaming Hot Cheetos that she boils down into a sauce. Macaroni in the pot? <laughs> uh... <laughs> But it looked like the whitest, most disgusting thing I've ever seen, so... I saw um, a similar video of someone melting down potato chips to, to make, make mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes out of. Yeah. Why would you do that? Just don't it, do that. It, looked, it didn't buy, even look like good mashed potatoes. It looked like melty and, like, thin. Yeah, just buy boxed mashed potatoes and get yeah. the exact same result, except less salty. Yeah, like, mm, people are making some choices out on the internet. Speaking I mean, of... <laughs> I made a good yeah. choice and ordered Indian food this week, and it was yeah. a delicious. So did I, because of you. Um, I also went 
and you know i go i went on my my weekly uh run to the japanese grocery store and i bought a uh like i, I usually buy a couple containers of like furikake which is just like a rice seasoning basically mm-hmm. and i've been like trying different kinds i was like oh this one's like shiso and plum or whatever like dried plum and shiso and i was like i'm gonna use this on my rice and i get home and i like get ready to put on my rice and i read the nutrition label and per one tablespoon serving 80 percent of your daily sodium <laughs> And I promptly put it back on the shelf and was like, well, I can never eat that. <laughs> That's about uh, how salty I get playing Overwatch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know who would eat that. Like that, because a tablespoon is probably not even going to be the amount that you use if you're making like rice balls or something. Like, I don't, I don't know how you would eat it. Amazing. Truly wild. Oh, I have not had any food adventures recently, but things have just been, they've been fine. I'm just upset with, um, there's so many ills in the world already, and I don't know why white people are choosing to boil Cheetos. Right. (laughs) So was it intentional, like, I'm making, like, a cool life hack, or was it one of those, like, really... It was like a, I'm doing this because this is a cool way to make a like special sauce for your macaroni and che- for your boxed macaroni and cheese not even like homemade mac and cheese she used craft but Jesus she wasn't memeing Christ. like she was serious yes she was 100 percent serious see i think that's the main difference between like the um like that and what was that like the, the mega food guys that just put bacon on everything i can't remember the name anymore oh god it's been so long but you know you remember 2007 uh, yeah <laughs> with the guy that kind of looks like ben roethlisberger because he's the same beard and they yeah. would just, like, make these massive meals that are, like... Wasn't, wasn't it called Epic Meal Time or something yes, like that? Yes, that's exactly what it was called. Yeah. Thank you. And, I mean, the fact that Epic was in the name is yeah. how dated it is. But that is... That was just a meme. And I'm like, I, I think you guys are going to die. Like, I don't I don't know why you're doing this. I'm like, eh. Everyone got to go one day. Might as well eat a bunch of bacon <laughs> all the way out. <laughs> all I know is they did a... <laughs> Like they they had like a voice sample that they would use when they put bacon things bacon on things would be like add bacon strips add bacon strips and then they did like a candy specific episode and they used those like um flat like gummy rolls that are like a rainbow and when they would put those on things it would say gay bacon strips gay bacon <laughs> strips uh-huh. I'm glad like gay the culture has like co opted stuff like that yeah because it's one of my favorite things like seeing other queer people be like wow that's really gay and like. Yeah, it is. There's like a little twinkle in my eye from happiness. <laughs> uh, more gay candy, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't. That's weird. Hey, oh, we have a lot of topics. Guess, what's, what's up? What you got? I, I had one last piece of food news that I know will cheer up all of us on the podcast and hopefully some of our listeners. Uh, potatoes up. are coming back to Taco Bell. <laughs> Oh. oh, I heard about that. That's yeah. so exciting. Turns out exciting. that they thought they realized it was a bad idea to remove all the potato content because people liked that shit. Uh, I, and they blamed they blamed the pandemic for not being able to get potatoes, which is a wild thought to me because everywhere else had potatoes. <laughs> Wait, isn't I don't know. So we didn't talk about this. They just did a munch squad on this, right? About yes. the the man he did the Snapchat filter of being a potato. <laughs> Yeah. The CEO of Taco Bell yes. was a Snapchat potato when he gave this announcement. Yes. <laughs> I, I, just I didn't honestly know there was a rest of that sentence. So I just heard, potatoes are back. And I'm like, where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> I had one like the other day. Just a whole raw potato. Just... 
Just shoved yeah. it in. But yeah, potatoes are coming back. They said that they hope to have them in stores by like this summer or whatever. It's like, how like, does yeah. it take you this long? <laughs> like the last time it took this long to get potatoes, a lot of Irish people died. <laughs> like, <sighs> like I almost every Taco Bell I know is like near a grocery store. Just go inside <laughs> and go buy, buy potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And we're glad they're back. But yeah, so uh, that's 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 the food corner. Um, that's the jingle for our food episode stuff. Anyway, we have lots of pop culture if y'all want to jump into that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Cool. I want to talk more about potatoes. <laughs> we all do, Eric, but we have a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to just start with some of the uh, throwaway stuff or do we want to hit like three big topics and do it the old way? I'm just kind of freestyling. Mm. Yeah, you know what? Let's just go down the list. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm acting like we're making the sausage live on air. Let's just go with it. Um, first thing we have on the list, uh, Jeff Bezos has stepped down from Amazon to do the same thing but not be the fall guy anymore. <laughs> is how yeah. I understood this. Steph, you, I think you brought the story to us. Yeah, so uh, the Beastbot is stepping down from his role, um, I think, as CEO of Amazon. He still will be the chairman of the board of amazon and like president or something so there's literally it's it's the uh iconic uh no change yeah <laughs> that we're also uh familiar he said with. That, he said that he wanted to focus more on his philanthropic ventures which is like bruh you you could do both like you already don't do like you already reports, haven't solved world hunger <laughs> yeah like from the reports of like in like the way he behaved like going into work at amazon like you didn't go to work until 10 and like you left before five every day like you weren't working <laughs> like yeah i just i'm especially fired up about this like because like for one thing like i don't i don't fucking like they're all bad they're all bad people i don't care who's running amazon it's still a bad company and like jeff bezos like you like phil your philanthropy like yeah yes. <laughs> if you like you have you could be donating you could a 10 percent wealth tax on just jeff bezos would solve the budget shortfall in america like yep. well, he, well he's getting into phil- phil- philanthropic endeavors like the uh defeat superman fund and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> the mining of like, kryptonite and <laughs> Like, truly, like, and the, this was conveniently and strangely timed to coincide with the, um, a bunch of really atrocious press about, um, so there's a historic, an historic, um, union election about to happen in Alabama. It's historic not only because the Deep South has been notoriously hard to organize as long as there have been unions, um, but also because... It is happening at an Amazon warehouse. Um, This is the first time in almost a decade that there's been a serious unionization threat against Amazon. And it's black women led, of course, because of course. Um, But they've been doing all sorts of just really like change, like stopping the streetlights, like changing the traffic signals so that people don't get to meetings on time and shit or like and like holding like hostage meetings where they just sit everyone down and tell you about how bad a union is 
and like putting signs up in the bathroom so like while you take a dump on company time you <laughs> you have to read about how it would be bad to have a union which is all just like really pathetic like textbook um it's union stuff, busting stuff yeah it's it's stuff that's supposed to be illegal yeah it's all dramatically illegal um and it would become and a lot of stuff like it's not all illegal but some of it is already illegal and some of it would become illegal if the uh, senate would get off its ass i know it's been like three weeks but whatever like senate would get off its ass and pass the pro act hey it might have only been three weeks but they still owe us like two thousand dollars minimum yep um which would make (laughs) behave like you won democrats come on yeah like the pro act would make hostage meetings actually illegal um among other things and like thankfully amazon lost a court case trying to stop the union election it's gonna happen it's like as of like today i think the ballots have gone out like it's a mail-in election but um i have just this weird like feeling that maybe jeff bezos philanthropy has is you know a cover for like the bad press that they're getting from being shitheads in alabama oh yeah possibly Yeah, there there were some other news stories too, but couldn't find them before we recorded bad research on me, but you know. That's all it's... good. Well, yeah, I mean, well, they've been doing, like, I, I listened to a podcast this week about with the guy who had led the walkout on Staten Island, who, like, later it turned out that they were, um, and, like, real, real oof on both labor and race relations parts because they were like, we have to smear him as being, like, not smart or articulate. Oh, no. The, cool. The, the, the go-tos. Yeah. The go-tos. It's good to, <laughs> yeah. good to see this classic stuff coming back into fashion. Not good yeah. at all, actually. I'm totally lying. It's horrible. It's the 1920. It's the 20s all over again. We've got union busting. We've got robber barons. We've got... Old school racism, you know. Yeah, they used, old yeah, school racism. You have to pretend to hide it, but not anymore. You know, we've rampant got, white supremacy. Like, we've got Nazis. Like, yep, got got a virus, just a just a pandemic, just a, just an utter shit show. Oof. And we're about to have like a market crash, so you know, like, yeah, history is repeating itself. Like, yo, this is just season one all over again. Uh, <laughs> it's the Roaring Twenties, season two. It's it's a shame. It's gross. It's it's lazy writing, is what it is. But speaking of companies, you know releasing news to get their shit out of hot water um blizzard has recently started doing their press tour for uh blizzcon line because they can't do blizzcon so they're doing an online version and which no matter how good or bad your company is they're always going to do the same garbage puns and i love garbage puns but like come on you could do better than blizzcon line like i I was gonna i was gonna say from the opposite side like that's actually not the worst thing they could have called it because like a lot of things i just wish it was better is all i'm saying yeah i I don't know i guess i'm i'm defending it out of like you know on the opposite side of things it's like you know final fantasy 14's fan festival is just gonna be final fantasy 14 online fan festival like it's you you know like there's no fun name for it so this con line is kind of good that's true I'll, I'll, i'll give you that that is better but um yeah they they announced recently blizzard activision activision blizzard that there will be no diablo 4 or overwatch 2 this year um which to anybody who's been looking forward to those things will hit them with a resounding yeah no shit because (laughs) those games are coming out soon tm yeah we had no faith in them coming out soon but it's leading more speculation to what a lot of us were saying at the time and are definitely saying now is that they only released those demos and announcements to cover up like their bad handling of um 
the Hong Kong situation and how they like threw Blitz Chung under the bus for saying free Hong Kong. And they're just like, we need to get some good press fast. Like, what are our big guns? Um, And video game dev is extremely difficult, especially given the pandemic. I'm not going to say that it's easy. Um, But I will say that we've got zero news about Overwatch 2 since then. And I'm like, it seems like you were a lot further on than like three story campaign missions and like a competitive level and some skins like you want to say that things are coming along or that you had to restart you want to give us a lie or something just the fact that there's been zero news except for we're slowing down production of the previous game to get ready for the next one it's like so wait so we're not getting any more heroes in overwatch one the meta is getting really weird you're not giving us any new maps for the main game because it's all going to be in the next game so when's the next game coming out Oh, you have no idea. So, like, (laughs) all the content creators and competitive players are, like, like, the player in their pro leagues are, like, should we do something else? Like, how often can we say, hey, here's some tips to get better at Overwatch? Like, yeah, I mean, you can look at my guide from three years ago. It's the same. (laughs) So, I I really think it was just a cover-up job. And it's becoming more and more apparent that that's why corporate had them do that. No ill will towards the the individual developers themselves, like the, the... producers and programmers and stuff like that but all shade and shame to activision the company itself yeah yeah i I mean it was probably partially to cover up their poor handling of the hong kong situation and then also like their previous announcements had just like fucking sucked so bad and they were also in like trouble for like the warcraft 3 remaster being really terrible so like they they kind of I feel like they threw out Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 to just, like, you know, cover up the Hong Kong stuff and also, like, hey, we really need some... We need to, like, throw out, throw the hits out there so that we can, like, <laughs> rehab our image in general. Yeah. They weren't like, doing a good capitalism no. or being good people. Like, you gotta do one or else you can't stay out there. Like, Amazon and, at least does a good capitalism. They're horrible <laughs> and evil, but they're doing the thing they wanted to do. And, like, Diablo 4 barely even had, like, a cinematic trailer. It was, like, a trailer of, like, the first boss of Diablo 2. Like, it, it was not, it was a, it was a nothing. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, people played Overwatch 2. Like, there was a new competitive mode and story campaign. And not to say that you have to give us every step, but assuming that you were working on it before that and after that, you have at least have a prototype for another campaign stage. And I'm assuming since they are good at their job, they've done another stage. And I'm not asking to spoil everything, but nothing? Yeah. Like, and you want us to be excited for it, though? Like, you gotta give us something, or give us a new hero. Things that you said were done. Not, <laughs> they said that heroes were done. So I'm not asking them to make stuff. It's like, can we just have the content, please, Blizzard? We want to like your game. Like, can you just let us like your game? We're trying our hardest. And they're like, we're no. We're doing so hard. We're <laughs> trying so hard to like this. Blizzard is nothing if not masters of making you dislike games you want to like. <laughs> Just give us Sojourn. Give us the Black Lady. That'll at least get you like a week of pressing people off your back and like, no, we want people to hate us. Like, keep the Black Lady. Um, <laughs> keep your secrets then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the Blizzard news. Um, I think that's all the bad news this this week, right? Is there anything terrible else that you all could think of off the top of your head? Uh, any bad news? Yeah, like things that are just shitty. I, that's good. I, I'd rather there not be. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, I don't have anything else that's truly a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I basically slept this week in preparation for my vacation this next week. So I, I don't know if there was other bad news. There may have been, but mm. I mean, bad pop culture news. The world's on fire perpetually. So well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. You, you were on the same page. Uh, yeah, there's a new show coming to Crunchyroll. I think it's pronounced Dante Dante. Um, it's from Idris Elba and his wife Sabrina Elba. And they're doing an Afro-Futurist fantasy anime series. Um, there's a lot of other announcements from Crunchyroll. Like, they're doing a really good job. But, um, yeah, it'll just be, like, a nice new anime. This has, like, black people into Afro-Futuristic, and that's going to be cool. So I'm just excited for stuff like that. I don't have Crunchyroll or Crunchyroll subscription, so I probably won't see it. But I'd like to watch it. I'm glad that people get to see more black stories. And this will at least buy us a couple of days of people not saying, if you don't if you want black people to make your own thing before they they say, why would I watch something that's not established? But you know, just a cool thing that I saw. And, uh, there also appears to be a, um, Pacific Rim anime coming out. It's called Pacific Rim, the black, which I don't know why it's called that. I didn't watch the trailer. I just skimmed through it and it has like 3d rigged model animation like Ruby or land of the lustrous. So I wonder if it's like, like, because it's the rift that the kaiju came through originally, like, maybe they're referring to, like, the black in the way that you refer to, like, space. Maybe. Like... Call it the void or something, then. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the black. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a bad naming choice. Like, Pacific yeah. Rim, the black, you mean... You mean Idris Elba? Idris Elba? John Boyega? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't well, think Well, that's because there are multiple yeah, black people in the... So it can't just be the black. That that's good. It's like, yeah, we don't really like being referred to as the black. Like, no, no, we meant space. It's like that's. I guess <laughs> that's, that's the better. subtitle of it. It's it's a Pacific <laughs> no, no, Rim the black. Space. No, no, we meant space. <laughs> 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 Wild stuff. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, Magpie is making Avatar game. I don't know who Magpie is, but Steph, you brought this up because I yeah, think you well, care. Yeah, they're a, they're a d- developer. Um, of games, Magpie is. They're game dev. I don't know who or what they have done besides this, but they apparently got the go-ahead from Viacom to do uh, Avatar N's uh, Korra-themed video game. Okay. And I am intrigued by that because I like Avatar and Korra. Nice. Do you know what nice. kind of game it's going to be, or...? Not a single thing. <laughs> I read the I read the headline, baby. That's good enough for me. No, that's um. <laughs> is it a is it a video game or is it a like a tabletop? I think it's a video game. Oh, they made Wizard Kittens a card game. Yeah, because they seem to make a lot of oh, um, maybe, maybe tabletop games. Game. Yeah, that's that's also interesting. That would still I, be cool. I think they're probably afraid to make more Avatar games because the last ones were very mediocre. And when I say mediocre, I mean literally like they weren't good or bad. Which yeah, is... the, the Legend of Korra game, the best <laughs> thing you could say about it was like it was a competent action game. Like It was a game. Yeah. Okay, it is a tabletop game. Okay. Okay. Wow, I brought so much misinformation to our podcast today. Hey, at least we corrected <laughs> it before somebody else could for us. Hell yeah. But that that's cool though. It'll be I, I this press release seems to be talking a lot about just what those properties are. It just says that it's Oh, there's <laughs> gonna be you there's don't gonna know. Be, there's gonna be playbooks. So okay, so it seems like it's gonna be like like role playing game kind of tabletop. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm nice. just looking at Magpie's other products and they have a, a tabletop role playing game called 
Pasión de los Pasiones, which is a <laughs> romance tabletop game, like with like like D and D style, like it's got like a, like multiple books and stuff. Passion oh. of the Passions. Uh huh. <laughs> so you have what like your swag stat, your horny stat, your cute stat, you know, like all Bro, the major I modifiers. I do not know. <laughs> I do not know. All I know is it is a thing. Like I. I guess it's a thing you just found yeah. out exists. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do some research. It's for rated company. T for teen. <laughs> Hell well, yeah! Because yeah. there's got to be a because you got to have a horny stat. Yeah, horny yeah, is so I, for everyone. <laughs> I think it'll be cool to have like you know an actual like proper pen and paper RPG of Avatar that isn't a fan made one. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be awesome. I think every property because can use like a tabletop RPG. Potential. Yeah, It'd be very cool. It's just weird because like everyone always makes fun of like original character doing all that still for like the Sonic fandom because their OCs were so like weird and goofy, but like it seems like every franchise does that. I, like even weird ones. Like I saw a lot of like Animaniacs sonas over the summer. I'm like or over the fall. I'm like wait, people like like people want to like, do that. Like good for them. Bro, that's that's cool. just your OC. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's, they're just OCs and they do like Pokemon trainers. Like they call them sonas now, but they're just OCs. Like. Yeah, which if the if the youth want to change the terminology, that's fine. Doesn't hurt me, but it is people, the same concept. It is the same thing. People did that with persona, but I don't think they called themselves pers- they, they called them persona sonas. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's that's beautiful, actually. <laughs> persona sona, and you just rip your face off like it's me again, or um, shoot, you just shoot yourself in the head, or which depending me, on which game yeah. you play. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Speaking of Sonic and physical products, um, Lego's doing some collaborations, and they did this release. And this is just funny that there's two things they announced. But apparently, there's like a fan contest that they're like, "Hey, give us like a mock up of a set, and we'll make it." Like depending on who wins, which is that weird thing of, "Hey, do speculative work for us for free," but also yeah. like we can't really, we're not selling the the work that you do. We're just gonna have an idea. We're going to do we'll it how we want you, to. We'll pay you by giving you a Lego set. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's kind of gross, um, but it's better than saying, hey, draw us art for free and we'll put it in the game because they still have to do something. But anyway, so the two things that won were Sonic Mania and Van Gogh's Starry Night. Um, I yeah. wondered what those had to do with each other, so I'm glad. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, nothing really other than that they both won a Lego contest. <laughs> That's literally well, it. Yeah, but I mean, I just saw like Sonic Starry Night Lego thing in the in the notes, and I was like, "All right, what in the fuck's going on today?" Yeah, they're doing a um, <laughs> they're doing a Lego set uh, based on Sonic Mania stuff, um, and Van Gogh's Starry Night. Not the same set, but they're that's doing what those I was sets. confused about. <laughs> yeah, they actually, other than being produced by Lego, they have nothing in common, but. I think that I mean they're Lego, so you could put Sonic in Van Gogh's Story Night if you choose to. Like nothing what? stopping you. Yeah, what maybe you, I will. What do you think a Lego Man Sonic looks like? I don't know. They they made the game. He's in Lego. Like he's there's a they're Lego Sonic mini, game. They're called minifigs, Eric. Yeah, wait. There's too. a Lego Sonic game. Like um, remember when they did Lego Dimensions? Like the <gasps> oh, put your toy right. Yeah, right. but it had like a whole campaign. So there was like yeah. Lego Metal Sonic, Lego Eggman. Lego okay, Sonic, I, I like... remember that. I remember that now. I forgot yeah. that I I forgot that that Toys to Life property of Lego Dimensions existed. Yeah, but it was like imagine a Star Wars Lego game, but instead of like a whole one, it's like eh, like a, th- a quarter of one. You know? Yeah. 
and now and you can't get those anymore because they don't make them. That's a shame. But I mean, I'm sure there's like the ice Sonic and Lego stuff. Mi- Lego minifig looks pretty normal. It looks just about what you would expect. Yeah, he translates to minifig better than he translates to Funko Pop. Honestly, <laughs> like that's that's because all Funko Pops look terrible. Not the objectively. Girl. <laughs> I know that because I'm looking at her. She looks yeah. fine to me. <laughs> look, what about what about the uh, the Mikus, Eric? Look, I think hate, of the Mikus. I know I hate Funko Pops, but I still pre-ordered those three Miku ones from <laughs> from Hot Topic. So I have some... a bunch of Yamcha Funko Pops. I have a. Sp- Let's talk about for a second the decorations in my office. I literally have a Yamcha shelf where it's just Yamcha. Yamcha I don't shelf. I don't know how that happened. Because because doing something ironically is the gateway to doing it sincerely. Yeah, I guess. I think I might have gotten you at least one of those from you when did. I bought all that shit at Hot Topic that yeah. one time. Yeah, one of them was a gift from you. That was a I good d- trip honestly don't remember getting one of them but <laughs> sometimes I, the yamcha you need just appears in your life <laughs> yeah that's hilarious but yeah that's all i had on uh, sonic and van gogh well i guess there's more sonic news uh tells his voice actors won't be coming back or at least coming for the show um and mike pollock the voice of dr eggman is not being replaced yeah. Um, he specifically was like they are not replacing me <laughs> you can't... like he's leaving and not being replaced or no, he's just not he's, being replaced <laughs> he's reprising um okay because like sonic's voice actor has left uh well yeah I think... now with now with tails also yeah either like yeah but i don't know if that's just she won't be in the show or if she's not gonna be in games anymore which is either way sacks they've been in a transitory period but mike pollock will be reprising eggman because it's kind of like j jonah jameson in the movies like it's uh-huh. really hard to replace jk simmons like and if you try to no one's gonna blame the actor but we're gonna blame the company for not securing the talent and yeah. um if you replace dr eggman we won't be mad at the new person we won't be mad at mike but we're gonna be mad at the company for not doing what they need to do well yeah. the, here's the thing you say live action j jonah jameson is played by jk simmons in almost every iteration regardless of media yeah, because he like, was in the in the um in the Spider Man PS4 Spider-Man game too, one, right? Yeah, <laughs> since the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man, this man has been playing his God given role of <laughs> J Jonah Jameson. He's crushing it like it's so perfect. <laughs> like it's true. I've seen a lot of good roles, and I don't know if those movies ever deserve an Oscar, but like maybe he does for just crushing it. You know he should I mean? get like a lifetime, like a lifetime achievement award, but just for playing J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> a lifetime J. Jonah Jameson award, <laughs> like for saying how much he wants pictures of Spider Man and so did many different media, mm-hmm. <laughs> and became so many very good memes. <laughs> what serious? <laughs> oh, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's finally updating their servers after like twenty years or something. Eighteen years. <laughs> Uh, apparently some of the original server architecture that was built for like fantasy star online on the gamecube was what they were still functioning on which is absolutely bonkers like <laughs> i i cannot how express many to systems, you like how many gens of nintendo system have there been since the gamecube uh, three GameCube, Wii, wii u switch and 3ds and ds yeah. had some sort of online server yeah so. ds dsi and 3ds and like it it is absolutely insane that during that entire time period they've been operating on the ser- same server architecture and it honestly it explains why their online system sucks so fucking bad yeah like 
really and truly from like their store to like their multiplayer all of it all of it is bad (laughs) (laughs) it's because it's been running on software from uh or servers from 2000 since 2000 (laughs) yeah it says that um apparently like one of the things the architecture I, I saw this somewhere. I don't know how true it is, but it like checks to see if it was using Windows ninety eight software. Like, yes. Was, so it's like I pre nine eleven. Yeah, I don't want servers. my Switch when it goes online to be like, are we using Windows ninety eight? Like, what? No, of course we're not. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. Like these, like I'm sure that it is very expensive to update an entire like server structure or like online service structure, but they clearly make enough money from like online sales alone that they would should be incentivized to want to replace that you would think at least once like over the last 18 years not all the time you know i can understand if there's like they haven't updated it since like the wii or the wii you're like okay that's not great but okay but gamecube my guy yeah bro that wasn't even really that server can vote And yeah, like that, the GameCube servers, like that wasn't even really like an online service. It was like, it was baffling that they had a modem that you could buy for the GameCube, like for two games. <laughs> yes, for Mario Kart Double Dash and Fantasy Star Online. Yep, we live in a wild world. Yeah. Animal Crossing's wild world. But yeah, it'll be like in the new Monster Hunter game. I think we'll use the new architecture. Yes. So really, it's a testament to their software and development team that some those games ran as smoothly as they did. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like we we all sat here and shat on like like Smash Brothers netcode when like really like that netcode is a fucking marvel if it made that shit work. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that it can be played at all, which yeah, is cool. I guess just uh, that's that's Nintendo. Yeah, now make a system that actually has an Ethernet port on it. Whoa, 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 Eric, relax. Let's get, Baby steps. Let's get too fucking crazy yeah, out here. Right. Let's get into the 2010s first. Yeah. Well, actually, that would be... No, the PS2 had an Ethernet cable port, didn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's how it had to function. Hell, even the Xbox 360 originally only had an Ethernet port. The original Xbox had an Ethernet port <laughs> on it. Like, Well, Xbox was kind of marketed on, like, it's online, like, the whole live thing. Like, that would have not made sense if it didn't, but it's been possible, I think, is the takeaway here. Yeah. I, it's... It's one of those things that, like, the fact that this came out and, like, they weren't ashamed about it <laughs> is is kind of, like, just pure Nintendo, like, like the, the most Nintendo thing. <laughs> hey, they have people in Super Mario World right now. They don't have to worry about online. They have people watching Princess Peach go into the restroom. It, wait. Sorry, what? There's it just, opened? like, a clip of, like, hey, now people can pay for the privilege of watching Princess Peach need to take a shit. And it's just kind of, like, everyone's, like, waving at the mascot. It's like, like, bye, bye. Like, you just see her go in the bathroom, like, she clearly needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, like, people just won't leave her alone. She's like, cool, cool, no, this is fine, like, but I really need to leave. And it's even funnier because oh, it's not, like, a human face. Like, she's not, like, a princess, I don't think. It was, like, a plastic thing, like... Okay, like I was, that was going to be my next question was, like, are they mascots or are they, like, the Disney princess level? Yeah, uh, like, face characters. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, they're, like, uh, they're, a, she's a mascot. Okay. I, I feel like that's the only way to do that because you can't, it would look fucking wild to have, like, a face character Princess Peach running around with a big-ass mascot Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> and you can't have, like, a person Mario. Like, that would be no. I mean, like, you could, but, like, we've done it in the past, and it's never been good. <laughs> like, No. Like, the makeup you'd have to do on the nose every single day would not be worth it. Uh, 
though I, I will say the there's a used game shop near where i live that has one of the original like mario mascot costumes that they used in like commercials <laughs> oh my gosh um it looks horrible so hopefully they've improved since the 80s <laughs> i think yeah. a lot of stuff has um it's not their internet <laughs> except, except for their internet i was gonna say hey i mean like look at this like in the 80s ronald reagan was alive it's true <laughs> yeah that was a worse time objectively so there's that uh oh no um i was gonna say something about nintendo but it's oh um so speaking of like a mario prosthetic like having to do nose makeup have you ever seen like the online like video short uh, the video series there will be brawl no no okay so it was like a smash bros like live action series that some people did like in a very purposely dark brawl i thought you said bra <laughs> no bra as well as well and i was like what does this have no. to do with nintendo <laughs> i'm sorry there brawl yeah brawl yeah i don't have any bra jokes i'm sorry um but yeah there will be brawl um and it's not like not very supportive being... of you Huh? What? So that's not very supportive of you. <laughs> I get uh, it, because brawls hold up titties. It would be too, it would be truly brazier if uh, there was a series on YouTube called There Will Be Bra. Yeah, hopefully it would be nice and titillating. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this series just made me, like, it, I learned something about it that made me laugh, and it, Matt Mercer was in it, like, as one of the characters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I watched this, like, back when it, like, roughly around when it came out, like, I want to say, like, 2012 or something. Um... It was like a fun little thing. It was like purposely overly edgy and gritty on purpose, but it was worth a watch. Probably doesn't hold up well. There's probably some language in there that doesn't hold up that I think he said he apologized for, but I'm not going to hold Matt Mercer accountable for like something that was said and apologized for. Not accountable, let me say. I'm not going to get mad at somebody for doing something that they said was bad and they said they shouldn't have done it and apologized to people and have like done the work to show they got better. Right. Yeah. I could be thinking of somebody else too, so you know. As long as not Vic Mignagna. You know, maybe it's not so bad that cons aren't happening these last two years, you know? Uh, Dude, that's that's what I've been saying. (laughs) Man, I fucking, like, there was, like, a a TikTok, like, a video about, um, that my roommate showed me about, like, people, like, freaking out, like, once a month about, like, Oron Season 2. And like or like just like saying like Oron season two is never gonna fucking happen. Like oh well, J. Michael Tatum posted something online that ha- that hinted at it's not happening. Like J. Michael Tatum is not like is not a studio in Japan green lighting a second season. And anyway, the main character is played by fucking Vic Manamana. Like how are you gonna <laughs> you gotta recast that shit? I guess like yeah, just have uh, Deku's voice actor do it. Like, J- I, yeah, Justin. But- He's or Chris like, Sabat. I mean, I think Chris Sabat is. I, it's fun. I mean, Oren Daba's Funimation. Like Chris Sabat is probably in it. Yeah, he, he. If he wasn't in the original, he'd be in the new one. <laughs> uh, he, that's funny. Yeah, that guy sucks. Actually, you know what's really weird online is seeing how many people will def- like defend a toxic man that tend, but but don't defend toxic men on the whole. Um. In the sense that, like, people were, like, really good at bat for Vic while, like, being against all this stuff that he does and also calling out other people who do that kind of stuff. So it's where it's like, why do you like your fave so much when he's been accused of this stuff? It's like, normally people tell the truth, but not this time. 
and I've seen the same stuff about like Johnny Depp and like uh-huh. I know that there's a lot of discussion about like you know Johnny Depp's a piece of shit but so was his wife so it's not like he was necessarily XYZ because ABC he's still bad but it's not the same kind of bad or calling and like this is complicated and everyone deserves like to have their side of the story told or whatever you need to say you know like believe women and believe victims and if he's also a victim we need to believe that part of it so it's complicated but there's people that really give a shit about like how well Johnny Depp is doing I'm like guys he's He's fine, I think. Like, he's rich. Like, he doesn't need our help. Like, like, oh, we need to boycott this movie because they're still letting, like, like Amber Heard do this. I'm like, did she, like, what's your problem with her? Or do you just, like, not like her because you care about Johnny Depp? Also, why do you care about Johnny Depp so much? Like, it just seems weird to me. And the way that people rode for Vic, I'm like, he's just one voice actor, guys. Like... I mean, people do it across all different things, because, like, there's the same thing with, like, pro-Jared, like, still getting all of this support from fans, even though he, like, solicited nudes from minors, like, you know. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's, that's pretty indefensible. But yeah, I mean, like, and there's the, like, I don't know, like, there was well, well, well before, Vic was problematic well before any, like sexual assault things came out or like sexual harassment things like he like was on record like a decade earlier being like super homophobic about like people who slashed the characters that he played like that's part of his like incredible like amount of religion fundamentalist christianity yeah to the point where he leads prayer circles at conventions that like is you know i i don't begrudge anybody their faith but I know people who went to those and it was they were just going there to see Vic and not because they believed in it. And I'm like, don't use your celebrity to come get people to listen to your fundamentalist Christian nonsense. Like Yeah. Um Just so you guys know, Chris Sabat was in uh Orin High School Host Club. He plays the like Yak as a looking kid who ends up being put in like a maid costume by the host club. And I'm he sure he sounds have... just like Piccolo anyways. He's, a uh, like, got, like, a really grumpy face, so, like, he comes to the host club to, like, help them figure out how to, like, get, like, not be threatening, because he doesn't want to be threatening, but he has, like, this Yakuza-ass face, like. I don't know if I saw that one. I haven't watched the whole series yet. <laughs> That's funny, though. I like that show. Too bad Vic it's sucks. It's a good show. Um, Riverdale's going to war? What now? <laughs> just gonna shift that gear without even trying yeah i didn't so, know that a high school could do that um well Have you, you, you clearly never movie? seen red dawn <laughs> <laughs> um so like i don't know anything about riverdale except what like culturally i know about the archie comics and characters i know that jughead is there jughead is there and it's a sprouse i think it's dylan um that's not cool with that um and like the so like there's already been like some crazy shit that i have gotten from like osmosis from like being extremely online like about like murder cults and all sorts of stuff that's happening in the uh the quiet town of riverdale but there was a trailer for the next season it was like it's seven years in the future. Betty's joined the FBI. Uh, Archie's gone away to war. 
like Veronica's getting married and Jughead's doing something else that I can't remember. And <laughs> what just like Sorry, it was it's... like a famous musician or something. But then like the clip of like Archie know, I, I Googled, in fucking I Googled Riverdale and said is Jughead dead? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> the like the actual like if you look at the clip of Archie in his like military uniform, like dodging bombs and shit. He's on the fucking football field. <laughs> sure. Like what? Like why? Just absolute wild boy hours. Clearly, and like this stuff continues to happen on Riverdale. And meanwhile, they just like cancel all those the all the spinoff shows that people like that were like a little bit more. Um. Good good yeah like the sabrina show or like like a little bit like slower running or less absurd like i think i need to watch this (laughs) there it's something we had um we had a writer of one of the episodes on one time yeah it was it was the gay episode i think is how people would talk about it right like yeah it was the cheryl something she has like a really cheesy name i mean it's it's archie so they all do but like cheryl blossom and i think someone named tony because the ship name was choney (laughs) (laughs) i hate it how long has this show been running five years yeah i was gonna say five-ish years dang i i just it's like one of those things that is like completely like never crossed my radar for whatever reason it's okay so yeah 2017 so like four-ish, five-ish years almost. Yeah, it just turned four this year. It's 2021, so yeah, it just turned four like a week ago. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, oh, it's... Yeah, it's... Who was it? It's There's something. Cheryl, Josie, I don't know, Tony Topaz. Tony Topaz, yeah. What a name. I only, yeah. like, I only, only tangentially grew up with Archie Comics because they were the ones who published Sonic. Yeah, that's why so, I knew about them. I only, like, ever read Archie comics when I couldn't find a Sonic comic to read. <laughs> and it was Jughead mostly, I read, liked... I mostly read Jughead. <laughs> Jughead like, liked burgers. Yeah, and I thought... And I his thought, ace. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. canonical, which is very I, nice. I thought Jughead was a funny character in those comics, so I would read, like, the Jughead-specific comics. And now, you know, now we don't even know if he's dead. <laughs> yeah, according to that image I found. <laughs> Oh no, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, speaking of back in the day, if we're gonna talk about Archie, uh, Brandy the Cinderella, uh, the Brandy Cinderella is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. This is the Cinderella that most people our age, are, like the musical Cinderella that most people our age are aware of. Um, like as opposed to the Disney version, um, it had Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother. It had Whoopi Goldberg as the queen. Um, like. It had race blind casting, except like, I mean, like all of the casting, like everyone was like POC, but like race blind in terms of like, how does Whoopi Gold, how's Whoopi Goldberg's son Filipino, <laughs> kind of thing. But like, no one, right. no one fucking questioned that shit. That was just like he was the prince, and Brandy was Cinderella, and it was just, um, just wonderful. Like very like great costumes great performances like there's a really good article about like putting like how it all came together um that like someone we met at a con once wrote like it's like an oral history of uh 
of Brandy and Whitney's Cinderella that's very good, like, recommended reading. But it's just, like, like, truly, like, in a world where (laughs) we have to keep putting up lists of movies that don't have slavery in them as, like, movies with Black people you should watch... This coming to the internet is a gift. <laughs> yeah, I always hear people talking so about good. how much they liked it. It's um, I think I saw it on TV once, but I didn't really watch it because it was part of my I don't watch movies part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never seen it, but I know lots of people have a lot of affection for it. Yeah, it's just like it's it's Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. It's just like so it's got different songs than you would recognize from the um from the Disney movie. But it's just charming, and Brandy is wonderful, as far as I can remember, and Whitney Houston is legendary, and you should watch it. It's coming on Disney Plus on the 12th. That's good. Me and have already made plans. That that means there will finally be a good live-action Disney-based princess movie on Disney Plus. You can uh, can watch (laughs) that for Valentine's Day. Exactly. Hey, Valentine's Day is coming up in one week from today. How about that? yeah. Or less than a week from when you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll finish off that way. Um, so two Marvel things. Uh, WandaVision continues to press on. And there was an announcement trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which is probably going to air roughly around when WandaVision finishes. If we're all to be correct in our guesses. Yeah, and it starts on the 19th of March. Yeah, so WandaVision might be done by then. So you gotta keep that FOMO going. Yeah. And I don't want to get into it now because we're getting, you know, kind of close to... Long in the tooth? Yeah. But I really want to have a discussion about, like, lots of people are, like, really say this show, WandaVision, was built for binging and is not built to be a weekly series. And I'm like, I disagree with that statement. Like, it it, it doesn't feel paced to be watched in eight hours kind of thing. You could do that. You can do that with anything. But I don't know. I don't think it would... It would not be as interesting if, as soon as you had a question, you'd have progression in the story. But, um, I like it still. It's still good. I still like it. And, like, it's, it's good to, like, I don't know, it's good to have, it, it, it's smart of Disney because the show is, like, so objectively good and is building the mystery so well that, like, it inspires people. It, it builds buzz on its own because people are talking about it between episodes. Yeah. And, you know, I know people are saying it's only cynical so people keep their Disney Plus subscriptions. And I'm sure that's why they're doing it. Don't get me I'm sure wrong. sure that's part of it, yeah. Um, But I don't know. I like the weekly format as far as the conversation that goes around it. You know, you get to see YouTube videos come out and people have their theories. But, like... We had all these theories about, like, oh, no, what's going to happen to Monica, uh, to Geraldine? Oh, Geraldine's Monica, like, what's going to happen since, you know, the thing that happened, at the end of, like, at the end of episode three? Well, there's no theory week if it's just a binge. It's like, oh, okay, like, now we know what happened. Like, so cool, I guess. Like, it's, Yeah, and that's just boring. Less, yeah, it's less fun to me that you just watch a whole show. And then your theories have to be like, oh, what wasn't explained in that eight-hour movie I just watched? Like, I don't know. I don't want to have questions at the end of an eight-hour movie, like... <laughs> on like i don't want to have a whole season's worth of ep- like it's one thing to get to the end of infinity war and be like what's going to happen in the next movie or oh no luke got his hand cut off at the end of empire like what are they going to do about all the bad guys in the next movie 
that's one thing. But it's another thing to be like, cool. I just watched, um, like I just watched Star Wars four, five, and six, and I have no idea where Darth Vader came from, who was the Empire, what happened to Han, where's Chewie. Like I don't want to have a thousand questions. Like wrap it up and be done. When you're, so, I don't know. And I think when you do a binging show, you end up with all these questions like, oh, here's all these threads that are going to be tied up next season. Like, no, don't do that. I just want to make me wait a week and then tie that stuff up by the end of the thing. I don't want to have any questions when WandaVision is over. Or else I'm just going to be annoyed. Like, I don't want to watch your next thing. But it's good. And there's a cool cameo that a lot of people were excited about that we won't spoil. But, you know. Yeah, it's me. I was in it. Yeah, Eric was in it. Yeah, it was Eric. Um, it's crazy. And... Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we alluded to it before, but yeah, that's, that's coming out, as they promised, and it just looks like a buddy cop show. It's uh, mm. all the shipping homoeroticism that people are going to want, it, because it has a lot of Fast and Furious flavor in there, which is yeah. a redundant thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's most of what I have. Um, so we have one more weekly announcement from Eric, and then a, dis- a small discussion, so yeah. Eric... What were you excited about this past week? So I was super stoked about an announcement on Friday. Um, uh, Square Enix had their like Final Fantasy XIV first announcement showcase that we've had since 2019. Um, usually around the end of the year, we get these th- like fan fests where they do one in, in Europe, one in America, and one in Tokyo. And since there's a pandemic on, you can't what? do any of that. <laughs> um, so they did a uh, online... like kind of like showcases what they did for just final fantasy 14 and they announced the next expansion we're going to the fucking moon <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah and guess what moon's fucking haunted so moon's haunted. <laughs> um, but yeah i was just really excited about that you know new expansion so they announced a you know new classes uh you know continuation of the story um the big thing was like they kept on saying that like this is you know the it's called um Oh, fuck. Now I've lost it. Um, but, like, they, they say that, you know, this is, like, wrapping up the current storyline, and it's called Endwalker. So everyone was like, oh, shit, like, they're gonna, like, stop this game. Like, don't stop this game, please. <laughs> and, like, throughout the presentation, um, their uh, main developer, main, like, designer is up there. Um, I, I don't remember his whole name. I just know that we call him Yoshi P. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's in the game. It's funny because when you were talking about that, I was like, isn't that a Vocaloid producer? (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I mean, the P does stand for producer. So (laughs) Um, his name is Yoshida. But he's up there, you know, like talking about how this the cycle of Final Fantasy 14 represents a day and how like this is the end of the day or whatever. And everyone like is thinking like he's talking about winding down his like stint at like with the game. And then oh, after no. he goes, after he goes through all that, he's like, oh, and also like, I'm seeing a lot of comments. Like, I'm not leaving. Like, this is, he's like, this is, <laughs> Don't worry. he's like, I consider Final Fantasy 14 my life's work. Like, this is it. Like, I am going to continue doing this for as long as I can. So, um, Yoshi P oh, and Mike gosh. Paul is just here forever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, they announced a new healer class, which everyone was asking for, uh, that looks really cool. It's called Sage which Sage is an existing class in Final Fantasy games, but they went a completely different direction with it. They have, like, little pods that, like, if you are familiar with like Gundam... Like a carry pod? Yeah, kind of. If you are familiar with Gundam, 
one of the like weapons Gundams have is these little like funnels that shoot off of them and then they like kind of swarm around opponents and like shoot little lasers at them. And that is straight up what the sages are doing <laughs> in Final Fantasy fourteen. They showed it in like the trailer, it's like, oh hey, that's a Gundam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and later in the showcase, like the the develop the director's like, ah yeah, yeah, like we took inspiration from Gundam. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no yeah, shit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, you know, it's a it looks really exciting. They they're doing a lot of really cool stuff with the art. They're bringing in um some bosses from Final Fantasy 10 and Final Fantasy 4. Um it looks real cool. The they're doing another uh online fan fest in May to like finish up the announcements and uh usually that's where you'd be able to like buy a ticket and like the ticket would come with something in the game. And since they can't do that this year, they're making it free to watch, including like they're going to do like an, uh, an orchestra, like a concert and everything, too. Um, oh, nice. And they're making it all free to watch. But if you if they said at the end, if you want to give us money, here's what you can get for giving us money. And <laughs> it's a mount called the Lunar Whale. <laughs> um, You're going to want to fucking give them money for your space whale mount. Right. The <laughs> space whale mount that carries eight players which is the first time they've done that so like that's a full raid in final fantasy 14 i was gonna say that's a whole party (laughs) yeah um and it looks really cool and it's also a reference to the like the spaceship from final fantasy 4 so i'm like oh fuck that's gonna be like 50 dollars, and they're just gonna get it from me like uh you know just it it was very exciting shut Uh, up and take my money kind of yeah yeah and fans are very excited for it because the writing in final fantasy 14 has continued to be fantastic the same writer is continuing to write the like the main storyline so everyone's just very like it's a very exciting time because we were worried that because of the pandemic that this was going to be delayed like by a year or so but it's coming out this fall so nice nice yeah so it's only kind of delayed by like a few months because it usually would come out in like june or july so we're uh you know the the Final Fantasy fourteen fan base is is fed very stoked. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm. Nice. It got me wanting to play it again, and I basically spent all day yesterday and today playing Final Fantasy fourteen again, which I have not done in months. I was like, <laughs> so, uh, as opposed to like WoW or like what have you been playing? Oh, I've just been playing single player games, oh, um, okay. like the next game that we're going to talk about. Actually, all right, yeah. let's jump in and throw some yeah. trigger wands. Yeah, we got a trigger warning. What uh, what kind of trigger warnings are in this? Because uh, you're going to be telling us about this. So yes. I think... So I would just say, like, general trigger warning for abuse, specifically child abuse, um, and also, like, sexual abuse in a way. We're not going to be discussing it a ton, but it does exist within the game, and I do want to discuss, like, its role within video games in general and, wh- and whether or not that sort of thing is appropriate. Um, so just kind of, you know, a warning to those of you who may be disturbed by that kind of content. Yeah. Um, so this is the last topic we're going to talk about. So, you know, if you want to tap out, tap out from that, we appreciate you listening. It's always, uh, we're always glad to have people listening and following us on our Geekly Reveal podcast journey. So until next time, we'll see you later. Yeah. Um, no harm, no foul. We, we have no ill will towards you. It's keep good mental health. Yeah. We're better than colleges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, yeah, let's so a game discussion. Let's let's hear about it. It's basically like a book club. Yeah. So the medium is a horror game developed by Bloober Studios. Bloober. <laughs> We're um, off to a serious start. Yeah, this feels very like like 
Happy Leaf Erickson day. <laughs> right. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a horror game, Yingle you probably want to change your studio name from Bloober. <laughs> um, but <sighs> it's you know I, I'm not gonna talk too much about like the gameplay or anything like that because like it is like to just kind of summarize it. It's like Silent Hill. It's it's a walking simulator. You walk from location to location. You're looking for things to solve puzzles. Those things are highlighted by a glint. The cool thing the game does is that your character, the main character who is, uh, oh god, I can't even remember her name at this point, um, but like she, you know, backstories like she's an orphan who was raised by a guy who ran a funeral home, and you're in Poland, I think. Uh, it's not super clear, but everything is in Polish, so I imagine it's Polish. Um, so something tells tells me. Yeah. So and it's it's like the nineties. So, you know, there's not, like, cell phones in any, like, major capacity. Like, it's just just post-Cold War. Like, I believe the game takes place in, like, 1999 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the cool thing the game does gameplay-wise is that your character is what you find out is called a medium who can, like, see into the spirit world. And so, occasionally, she gets these, like, what appear to be migraines. <laughs> and the screen will split into two. And you are controlling her in both the real world and the spirit world. And you have to interact with different things on either side. And you can change the game's focus as to like whether you're looking at things in the spirit world or in the human world or the real world. It's a neat function. Mm-hmm. And the spirit world is fucking gross. I would rather not be there. <laughs> um, like, you know, it doesn't, the game itself doesn't do anything amazing with like, you know, there's, there's no combat, you know, there's... Nothing super game-changing other than this, the fact that, like, at all times, two worlds are technically being rendered. Because, like, later on in the game, you get an item that lets you look at mirrors and switch between the worlds. Uh, and it's instant. So the idea is that, like, constantly this game engine is rendering both at the same time, which is cool. Um, I mean, that's, it sounds um, technically impressive. Yeah, technically, like, a, a, you know, an impressive thing to do. Um but so the, the bigger thing I wanted to talk about is as you go through the game, you end up at this resort that is like a former Soviet government resort that's been shut down because something happened there. And obviously the mystery is discovering what that something was. And your character kind of her function within the spirit world is to find spirits and send them on kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. a ferryman almost. <laughs> um, and one of the ones you encounter well, the first one you encounter uh, is seen through, like, a flashback to another character, and he... This is really hard to explain, <laughs> but all you know is the first spirit you encounter is a little girl who calls herself Sadness. <laughs> Damn, this and, is depressing stuff already. <laughs> right. Um, hey, I'm sad. I'm sad. Hey, me too. So she leads, like, you're trying to find who called you to this resort and you're asking her and she says, oh, you like, you're looking for Thomas, but you should go see this guy who I I don't remember his name. We'll call him Robert. Um, Go see him first. And you go to that area and then she's like, wait, no, I remember why I don't like to see him. I'm not going in there. And she runs away. Um, Then you do this like whole backstory thing of like trying to make this guy seem uh relatable in a way but like it kind of turns out what it is is he was like the psychologist for the resort because like ch- children would come and stay there or whatever 
and so he he was like the child psychologist like he would do the the children's school stuff and it isn't directly said but it's heavily inferenced that he was molesting little girls oh no um to the point where like the demon that resides with inside of him is called the child eater okay oh, so they're just like they're going going right for it they're going yeah. right yeah. for it no subtlety needed and you know the it's weird because it doesn't present itself as like outright like you know oh he's like trying to have sex with these children it's more like framed as he was probably like taking inappropriate portraits of them and keeping them mm-hmm. you know, like taking uh, pictures and stuff like that like child pornography that kind of thing which obviously bad like this guy was a bad guy that's why he's like a demon in the spirit world or whatever right but it's it just need the context to you know yeah to, to flesh the story out and it's kind of it disturbed me while i was playing it because it was a was like the first thing presented to you is like go and investigate this this dude is a child molester and it's like whoa what (laughs) so there's like not really any uh like advanced indication that it's going to be like that serious no it it didn't like there was no indication that it was going to be that kind of game like i thought that like because i guess technically the first like demon thing you encounter is like the spirit haunting the place that basically just drives people to murder. It just wants to kill a bunch of people. Ah, and I'm like, I'm like, that's a standard shit. horror yeah. game thing. Especially, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, okay, demon wants to possess people so it can kill more people. You know, there's more about where that demon came from towards the end of the game, all that stuff. But then it's like the second one they present you with is like, yeah, child molester. Um, and it like also frames it. It's like trying to make him an empathetic character by like, it shows you inside of his brain where like he the last place on earth i want to be right but like they try to frame it as like he was raised in a family that with an abusive stepfather and it was during world war ii and his family was hiding jewish a jewish family including a little girl who he was friends with and then his mom basically tells the nazis to come and find them and kill them which like it is not presented as to why that happens, but like so are they that's... trying to do the thing of making an excuse for him or doing the thing where it's like, hey, don't call people monsters because humans are responsible for this evil. Like it's not just like a random thing that happens. Like this is humanity is it... doing bad stuff kind of thing. Yeah, it seemed kind of like both because was trying to like give context for why he might be this way because like you know he loses his childhood crush to like murderous nazis and that's bad don't get me wrong but that doesn't excuse then later becoming a child abuser yeah like it's it was very strange and it was kind of one of those things where i'm like i'm not sure if maybe i just didn't get it or if like they just didn't tackle it in a great way where it's like (laughs) this didn't seem like it was an appropriate step within the horror game um that makes sense i you know, you know everyone always this is a much less serious game but it, you know everyone brings up persona for every single reason that they can so yeah. i hate to be that guy but i thought it was also very weird to be like oh the first person we're tackling is a dude who abuses students either physically like hurts them or like sexually hurts them um so that's really bad but this is the first guy we're dealing with like 
how is this going to escalate? It's like, well, the next guy's like a plagiarist and let somebody <laughs> die. It's like, that's a lot less yeah. bad, man. Like, I yeah, like the start with that guy. <laughs> the second guy in the medium is like, a, like basically like a KGB spy. Like, Dude, we, it, can't, we can't work up to the like sex crimes. Like, you yeah. can't start with just like regular bad dudes. Like, yeah, like it's far less. It's like all of his inner headspace or whatever is just like filing cabinets because he's like clearly like he's like a corrupt spy like getting people killed what the fuck ever that first yeah, one was a child abuser what what is what is up with that yeah like, like I, I can we like talk about that a little bit more like that's yeah so like i wonder why games i don't necessarily i don't like uh sexual assault and abuse as like a plot point i understand general, if that's yeah. the story you're yeah, like, I understand if that's the story you're telling, like, especially as if you're a survivor and you're trying to tell your own story or, like, trying to do metaphor for whatever reason. I get that. But, like, as a, oh, hey, we want to talk about, you know, even if you're doing, like, a Seven Sins kind of thing, you want to talk about this is a very real issue in this country or society. We need to address that, that too. But sometimes in games it feels sort of, what's shorthand for bad guy? Ah, uh, yes, sex crimes or racism. It's like, yeah. well, what are you doing with that, though? It feels really heavy-handed, and especially, like, tying it to, like, this backstory with, like, dealing with the Holocaust. Like, yeah, it was really, rough. it was really, like, this thing where it's like, man, like, you just threw a lot on there for no reason. And, like, very quickly, you know, like, I thought this was a game about escaping the murder demon. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to run from Nemesis for a while. I didn't yeah. want to confront this real stuff. And, and, like, it's even weirder because, like, your character then, like, allows the child-eater demon, whatever, to pass on. And it's like, but why? But they should like, yeah. go. Yeah, but, should, like... They should I suffer guess, like, some more. Yeah, like, I guess the idea is, like, getting, rid of, getting it out of there so that it's no longer there to haunt people. But at the same time, like, yo, this seems like you, like, kind of was, like, a redemption story for somebody, like a child abuser like that's not okay yeah it feels like you redeemed this person who yeah you didn't do enough to be like we just want to get him out of here like yeah it, uh, now on, the, on the flip side though on the on the brighter side of things so he does get the shit kicked out of him <laughs> like <laughs> the human version of him because oh, okay. <laughs> because like this whole part is kind of like the first time you have like a flashback to another medium who was there at the like the resort thingy resort and it turns out that that's your father like sorry spoilers that is he is your father the the other medium that is no that's impossible yeah <laughs> and like it turns out that the reason like basically it turns out that you were the one suffering the child abuse um your character okay. was the one but she doesn't or, either you or your si i think it was your sister actually um, and you don't remember any of this because you went into a coma and forgot everything, of course. Yeah. Conveniently, yes. Yeah, convenient sure. coma. Um, no matter what we're trying to tackle, at the end of the day, it's a video game. Right. <laughs> and um, it will have a convenient coma in it. <laughs> but, like, your dad, like, did find out about this, you know, molestation happening and beat the absolute shit and killed the guy who did it. So, hey. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> we do like that. But yeah, I don't mind if abusers and Nazis get a little bit roughed up. Yeah. Or very roughed up, even. Yeah. It, it Either way, it was, like, a very strange way to present this story within this game that, I like, you are not expecting that. <laughs> um, so, like, what's your 
takeaway? Is it something that like did you like? Are you like worried about that being in games, or you want it to be handled better? Or I think that it is important to tell that kind of story under the right circumstances. It definitely needs a sort of warning to it, you know, yeah. like a, a content warning of some sort. And yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that there are ways that you could tackle that sort of narrative that you could like actually, you know, discuss the implications and the consequences. But this just kind of seemed like it tried and failed in a way. It um, just it cheap it's it's cheap to be like, oh, this is shorthand for a bad guy, like yeah. when it's something that's so deeply traumatizing. Yes. And you know that has greater implications in the real world and like it's just not explored in any way and it's not you know like you shouldn't have rape in your story if there's no reason for rape to be in your story right and you know this could have been any any other sort of thing like it could have solely been about like a person like feeling guilt for like their family like turning in a jewish family during the holocaust like, yeah, you could have just told that story. Like, it's... yeah. Um, so like the, adding on that uh, that other layer on top of it, just it was odd and heavy handed and not good. Um, otherwise, like I really did enjoy that game. <laughs> just that wildly like out of place mark on. Yeah, because like the the rest of it like didn't really touch on any of that. Like there, you know, like the only reference to that even happening is at the end, like finding out that your sister is the one that like the murder demon came out of basically uh, because your sister made a bargain with it to save you and her, her own life. Um, yeah. I feel like they could have just did some other horrible thing to like yeah. catalyze all this. Like, Oh, they came to just stab us because murder demon. Like you yeah. could yeah, like, just did that. Even if you it's know, the that, sister, like it doesn't have to be because rape. Right. Like it yeah. could have just been that the sister experienced some other sort of trauma, like, you know, the death of her mother or something like, you know, it's it's very odd that it had to be triggered by this thing and it yeah. didn't fit and it felt bad. <laughs> yeah, especially if like, you're going to set this during like, you know, arguably one of the most traumatic periods in human history, you know, like yeah. one of our biggest atrocities. As yeah, a... it's, it's like World War Two through the Cold War. Like, yeah. I think you're you were young during like the middle of the cold war yeah so. so to say that like we needed to use something this horrible and personal to like tell the stories like so there was nothing else going on at the time that could have been traumatizing that would have just been less awkward like you couldn't have figured out one thing yeah during world war Two that could have made someone want to like <laughs> or, or like, during yeah, yeah or like, like to, you know Pol- like Pol- it, was Poland part of the Soviet Union yes like, so the, like you know there could have been any sort of like just log shit like yeah, like any sort of like trauma dealing with the Cold War or like communism, even though you know, like or like totalitarianism, really, you know, like just post-war issues, economy, depression, like anything like that. It was just very strange to choose this in what is otherwise like a very like competent storyline throughout the game. And like, that's the thing is like, I don't want to sit here and sound like, oh, you should not play this. Like, I definitely think it's worth playing. It's a very cool experience. Except for that part. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that's why it's good to have these discussions and warn people about these things, either to give them the context so that they're ready for it, or just give them the amount of context so they're like, it won't be a, a like, I can sit through it if I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I, it would be wild if I completely read that part wrong. Like, I don't think I did. 
but I, it's, I mean, I think it's okay to criticize things that were like, I liked this except for this thing. And I think that needs to be discussed and looked at. I don't think that's a bad thing to, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing to like say. Yeah. And like, you know, that's the thing is uh, like, additionally, like if I am wrong and that's not what the narrative was meant to be or meant to portray, you know, like sure that might be on my reading of it, but that like that reading of it is probably not unique to me. I was going to say that's probably like not entirely your, like your brain coming up with that. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think that there's something to be said of like, you know, authors need to be somewhat cognizant of the stories they are writing, obviously. Absolutely. And the way it's being presented. We can definitely all agree to that. So. Well, yeah. Thanks for, uh, go ahead. (laughs) I was just gonna say, like, as I said, it's a very neat game. The visuals in it are really cool. Like, you know, the, it is a very interesting take on a modern Silent Hill style game. You know, it's not very long. Like I, I played through it in a day. It was maybe six hours. Okay. Um, so, it, and it's on Game Pass if you have that, so you can just play it. Um, but yeah, it it's one of those things where I look forward to if they are able to like continue that style, like that sort of game, and maybe figure out some of their narrative issues and like the way that they present that kind of thing. Yeah, try this. Try this again. Tighten some stuff up. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe don't write in child abuse just because you can. Yeah, yeah, just uh, like the whoa, hot take, nastiest, yeah. low hanging fruit, the most rotten. Yeah, or if you are going to write about it, do it in a way that is like deep, you know, deep and impactful, and like res- like as respectful as you could do. Yes, and, and like maybe actually say something important about it yep i i can buy that for a dollar yeah yeah that's all i had to say you know sorry for ranting on about it but you know that's uh i do i I, it's one of those things where i am i'm passionate about storytelling and games and games in general so when something like this happens it's like well i want to encourage this kind of storytelling and like development but also do better yes but also like maybe not in this way (laughs) yeah Hey, that's fine. <laughs> no, not like that. Cool. Hey, but thanks for bringing that up. It was it was interesting to hear about it. So, like I, I, I always love to hear more takes and interpretations on things. So, yeah. yeah another game is called what? Medium. Yeah, the medium. And that makes sense because that's what you are. <laughs> yep. Which cool. they don't title drop until the very end, and then it's like <laughs> you just start referring to yourself as a medium. And you're like, you didn't like what? Like why do you? <laughs> why do you suddenly have this term? <laughs> like I said. No matter how deep or silly the co- the content is, it's still a video game. It yeah. has to do some video game ass stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, do you have anything uh, you want to add or end with, or no? Do you want me to do the the whole biz? Oh yeah. If you uh, if you have that in you, I'd love for us to have it. Cool. Give them the well, biz. First, let's do a little quick uh, quick uh, plug for our yield sponsor, Grinding Coffee Co. They, um, you know, they make coffee. They pretty much any way you want to get a coffee, you can get it from their website. Whether you want the whole bean, you want it ground up, you want it in K cups, whatever. Um, and they have an excellent array of flavors. Um, if you use our code, um, you can get a discount. We're going to uh, you put in character reveal in for your code. There's a link in the description. Uh, you know, yes. as Dom says, they're they're black owned, they're queer owned. So if you like, so if you like black people, if you like queer people, you like fair trade coffee, you like coffee, you like us, then uh, 
something there for you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, hey, if you want to find us on the internet, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Character Reveal. Um, you can find us in your browser at characterreveal.simplecast.fm in the podcast catcher of your choice by searching for Character Reveal. Uh, you can find Eric at Tindy Losi on Twitter. Brother Dom uh, is Dom anywhere he wants to be found. <laughs> and I am Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hella Steph on Instagram. Yeah, that's us. We did it. We did the thing. Yeah. And this, you know, even despite the fact that we went on like in more in-depth conversation, still not our longest episode. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Look at that. We're working on getting better every week. We have lots of interviews for you. We've we've been recording a bunch recently. It's like a feast or famine kind of world. We either have no interviews or like three in a week. It's it's, it's great, but uh, you know, hopefully you've checked out our interview with Megaran. It's a uh, still our latest interview on the feed. It'll be the latest for about another week too. So that's good. Check that out. Uh, it was a good time talking to him about his memoir and all that and just other stuff around his journey. And yeah, just keep following us whether it's your first episode or it's your 200th or whatever or anything in between thanks for rocking with us and listening and sticking with us but until next time see you later bye bye it's we're, pro- we're properly warmed up for some um i wanted to make like an insertion penetration joke but i couldn't think of how <laughs> us talking yeah. is us being penetrated um i kind of want to i kind of want to buy this dumb thing <laughs> We're going to penetrate deep into the, the conversation and the topics that we are about to have. Just good like thing this the, tale. Good thing the discourse soon. is nice and warmed up and ready to go. Yeah, butt plugs, <laughs> am I right? Let's go. <laughs> Eric um, has fallen to the brand. Well, join us. This country has an aversion of butt plugs, and that's my goal is to stop it. That's what the whole point of this podcast is. Me, I'm this country. <laughs> Well, you need to get your shit together then. Because <laughs> I heard no, you. No, that's what a butt up. plug is for. <laughs> keeping it, keeping your shit in one place. <laughs>